Welcome to the Finicky Podcast, where we drink the beer and make the jokes. And I'm here with Snake. Bonjour. We are going to. Well, first we're gonna we're gonna talk about all the things. First, we have to talk about. We sat here tonight and we watched Thursday night football, and things changed tonight. Things changed dramatically in a way that we cannot skip. Uh, it doesn't look like Patrick Mahomes has a knee anymore. What did you see, Snake? When he went down, he played it off like he was, like he was fine. But then it was minutes later. They're like, "Oh yeah, he's done for the done for the week." It looked bad. It looked bad because he was laying on top of another person and kind of like he didn't want to move, holding his knee. I can't imagine wanting to be in that scenario. But yeah, he didn't come back, and uh, that's good for me, but we'll get back to that later. Um, in other latest news, uh, Jalen Ramsey has been traded, uh, Bottom's favorite player. And um, Snake, what did you think about Jalen Ramsey getting moved? It's a little terrifying that he's back, that he is in our division now as a Seahawks fan, but that's a king's ransom that the Rams gave up for him. So ultimately, I'm all for that kind of stuff. Because generally that doesn't really work out for teams. Right. It, it'll be five years without a first-round pick. They've spent all of their previous first-round picks, and now they'll be spending some future first-round picks, and they just don't like first-round picks. And uh, I will notice Stephanie celebrated this uh, momentous occasion by immediately dropping the Rams' D and kicking up the Giants' D, who's playing Arizona. And the thing about Arizona is, while they may be bad at defense, they're actually not so bad at offense. So, we'll get into all those details later. And, uh, yeah, I guess we might as well kick it off. We'll get into the Week 6 recap. Week 6! And uh, we will talk about the Bottom versus Derge matchup. Snake, what did you see here with Bottom and Derge? I see Derge's team... Super underperformed this week. And Bottoms team did about as expected. I think when I looked at it, I saw the, the players that Derge's been having such success with this, this whole year so far. Now, his quarterbacks, I mean, Kyler Murray did great. Kyler Murray looks awesome this year. I really think... When you said in the first seat, first podcast that you expect you were going to take him, that you could have a running team, I think you you probably should have. Right, the Kyle Murray and and uh, and Lamar Jackson tandem would have been uh, would have been bad. <laughs> would have been uh, would have been pretty good. It was a good idea. I had a good idea, and I replaced it with a idea. I was surprised about Gardner Minshew this week. I mean, truly. Obviously, I'm a huge Gardner Minshew fan, as most of us should be. Right, but you can't play him every week. No, and he was going to have down weeks, but I, I, I mean, two points is not, not expected. But New I Orleans think. has only invested in defense. Yeah, 
it we could have seen it coming but you look at it you scroll down and and it's what kyle allen i mean right i guess it's versus tampa bay in fact yeah i would have taken kyle allen versus tampa bay then i would take gardner Minshew versus new orleans but i don't know how long do you ride that kyle allen train well i mean it, that that train's gonna be what? coming into friggin the depot here pretty soon here because they're not gonna despite the fact that they're zero two with cam and four and oh with kyle allen cam's their guy they're, they're they're gonna turn back to him when when he's ready and the truth is is honestly i mean it could be next week it could I, be this week I, right. I, or, well i mean this is their bye week but it could be next week that a healthy kyle allen cannot beat a healthy cam newton Will Cam Newton ever be healthy ever again? Well, I guess we'll find out. I look at it, and I, I, I immediately draw myself to the running backs, and I just, I, I mean, this, this is an unjust victory because Bottom shouldn't have won because Todd Gurley did not play football, and it wasn't a surprise. He announced he wasn't going to play yeah. football. He said, guys, this is not my week to play football. Nobody play me. And yet Bottom played him anyway. And he got zero points. Dalvin Cook got 11. Dalvin Cook used to be the workhorse for the league. And it's just... Now, now just because the wide... Well, they're two amazing wide receivers bitched a shit ton. And now they're a passing team. And since that happened, Ben Derger has not been on a winning streak. Loser! <laughs> I'll be honest, though. I, I'm, I'm actually surprised Dalvin Cook is still healthy. Um... <laughs> frankly it, the guy has not shown that he can stay healthy this late into a year so far and granted he looks amazing mm -hmm. but how long can it last right Who knows, right uh, i don't know bottom bottom had a, a bunch of fluke big points but yeah. i mean his punter was one of his top scorers number one punter yeah and, and that's finicky for you i just i'd like to point out i've been shit on it a bunch but i said marvin jones would be uh, unpredictable and he got one point so i feel a little bit justified anyway moving on to jp the insider versus the nastiest of lyles and looking at this one jp was favored and jp came away victorious what do you see here snake well i mean the thing that stands out right off the bat is jp's running backs um i mean he is got some of the best running back i mean you can call it a trio really because david johnson's been awesome in he wasn't even necessarily supposed to play in this game yet here he gets 21 points granted it's a cakewalk matchup with atlanta but that means they could have easily just sat him down rolled with the backup chase Edmonds. loser <laughs> he actually looked really good too mm -hmm. um but nope david johnson 21 points Mark Ingram stayed pretty consistent throughout this whole year so far. Nick Chubb does it again. Winner! Against Seattle. I mean, he's very he looked really good, too. As watching that game, like, he looks really good. And I'm really curious to see what happens when Kareem Hunt is available. Because right. They should, they, be, they should be a running team. And you, you look at it, and you're like, yeah, well, Kareem Hunt will come and take carries away from him. But really? Is that really what's going to happen? Because Nick Chubb... When you watch him, looks like one of the best running backs in the league. You didn't bring a damn cup, oh, did you? You didn't bring your cup. You're a fool. We'll figure damn, it damn out. It. Uh, well, well, another 
I mean, you look at that, you look at, and we talked about it two weeks ago, Jared Goff. Jared Goff is in a sharp decline. Loser. The more he passes, the worse he becomes. He had one point. The fact that Kirk Cousins got 29 points and Jared Goff got one point. Right. Jared Goff, he needs his wide receivers to start bitching. But the thing is, Kirk Cousins throws more, gets more points. Jared Goff throws more, he gets less points. Not a good sign moving forward. You look at this, and while JP's roster is uh, top-heavy at best, uh, he's got some great players, and yeah, he ran away with this win. It's a, it was a good win for JP, and now he's 4-2, uh, second in the East Division. Let's move on to the LA versus LA drama with Tez versus Zach. This is a high-scoring one. What did you see here, Snake? 173, Chris. 150 Zach. Loser! Well, I think the thing that stood out the most, that stood out the most in this matchup is the discrepancy between Chris's quarterbacks. I think you have (laughs) probably the best quarterback in I mean, Russell Wilson the, doesn't yeah, throw I mean, interceptions Russell so Wilson far. Knock, 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 Negative six points. Negative six points. Loser. Heisman. Yeah, it's it's easily the thing that stands out the most with this matchup. But I mean, you know, with Zach, I mean, you're getting you're getting your same points from Christian McCaffrey that you've been riding the whole year because he's infinite. He is infinite until he goes on a bye week, which we'll get to that later. But yeah, C Mac is. I would say the funny thing is, is you have the two top MVP candidates against each other with Russell Wilson versus Christian McCaffrey. And if running backs still won the MVP, I don't see how you could not give it to Christian McCaffrey. Here's the thing. I love Russell Wilson. He's my quarterback. He's on my team. He's my favorite. Christian McCaffrey is the MVP in the NFL. They brought him a quarterback and the team got better. Which means Christian McCaffrey is more valuable than their quarterback. What other team can you say that for? C-Mac is an MVP and Zach drafted him number one. And I, I, I shit on yep. him for all the weeks. And I, I, I have to apologize. I think I did it last Whoa. week. But yeah, I it's embarrassing and I'll just go ahead and take it. I will say though, he's still losing, and we'll get to this later, but while Zach may have had the greatest pick in Christian McCaffrey, he had the worst pick in Jameis Winston. He knows it, we know it, and we'll talk about it more. But for now, yeah, it looks like uh, Antez ran away with this, uh, and kudos to him for picking a lot of good late picks here in free agency, including Golden Tate, 17 points. You got to wonder, though, if the if the Austin Eckler, if that's it, if that's coming to an end now, right? Like, we were riding that early on, and it's been kind of going down a little bit. He was here. the best running back in football. He was number one, number two. The two points, that's, I mean, granted... Melvin Gordon got six, right? So it's like the the Chargers just look terrible in that game. All right, but you gotta wonder is this is this the game that things get switched back over to how it 
was supposed to be in the first place, right? Is Does Melvin Gordon take over? Does he become the number one and Austin Eckler takes the second fiddle? 100%. You know. Well, Zach needs to make some moves if he's going to start winning again, but he's he's got a decent foundation. He had 150. Uh, you look at it, and it, I mean, I can't say much because I guess he would have beaten me this week. <laughs> and with that, I believe we have to move on to my beatdown, which is me Oof. losing, unfortunately, to Ben Bliss. And it didn't feel good. But I... I don't know. I'm I'm very I'm looking forward to getting all of my players back, but for now I look at this and I see a dramatic drop off after my first three players. Snake, what do you see here? Well, I think we all felt like when 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 Bliss lost Tyreek Hill in, in week one, that was going to be a big blow. We didn't know when he was going to be back. We were, you know, oh, is, is he gone for the year? Is he gone for half the year? Is he gone for a few games? We don't know. We didn't even know up until this week whether or not he was actually going to play. Here, he ends up playing. Bliss has him in his lineup, and he gets 20 points. Our NFL insider, JP, yeah. actually shit on our face by saying that Tyreek Hill wouldn't be here. And, oh my goodness, it is my wife and child coming to bless us with their presents. Hello, hello. Hello, hello! Me and Sissy had to get together a night-night hug. Oh, a night-night hug! That's well, right. Screaming this whole time and you won't go to bed without a hug. Well, I feel like we've done this a couple of times. Okay, but this is the last hug, okay? Okay. This is the last hug, okay? Make it a good big hug. I hope we're still recording. We can't <laughs> stop recording. Give me Guys, that. this no. is what being a fun. You know, no, this is what editing tools are for. This is it's not. Fine. This is what Adobe. You heard it here first. This is what editing is for. But I say, no. This is what we need in a podcast. Have we need hugs. hugs. This is what editing we tools need are for. Fathers and sons and wonderful hugs. Boy. Oh, that's a nice big that's hug, Cal. Nice big hug. Say night-night, Daddy. Say, Daddy, when you come upstairs, I'm going to be asleep. Are you going to be asleep? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I love Say you guys. Night-night, Jake. Good night. High five. Okay. Have a good night's sleep. Say, Say Thanks, night. Mommy. Say night-night so I know you mean it. Good night. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, wife. All right. What are we doing? We're praising Tyreek Hill and shitting yep. on my score. Good, great, great, wonderful. Yes. Well, when you get banished to the basement, this is what happens. You yeah. Get, you get surprises from above. Yeah, if it isn't clear, we're recording this podcast in the basement. And for those who haven't been in my house, there's a big, beautiful sports bar in my home that I'm not using. Two women are watching the HGTV network in my bar right now. Yeah. And we're down here. You know, it's very reminiscent, though, of when we drafted, when we were at my house. We were in the attic. Attic at my house, basement in yours. This is just, this is the Banishment doesn't is where we live. We live in banishment. All right. Bliss beat me. The end. Moving on. Is there anything left for this? I don't think so. Good. I mean, truly, I mean, Bliss killed you. I he mean, did. He, his team came out and, and played. Lamar Jackson's playing you like a fucking fiddle. He didn't throw for that many no, yards. No, but he's 30 points. I mean, he is. He, I mean, first podcast, we're saying, oh, man, <laughs> that's bad. It's, oh, this is going to, this is uh, one, two weeks. No, no, he's 
I'm still waiting. I think the decline will come on Lamar the Jackson. The crazy thing is, is fucking Carlos Hyde, JP's arch enemy. Yeah. 18 points, like showing, you know, he's just giggling. He's just like uh, JP every, like, ah, I can do it. Ah, you could have had me. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. 18 points. It that is. being said, JP hasn't. Fuck ton of really good running backs. So That's he true. Probably wouldn't, he, Carlos Hyde will bite him in the ass for the rest of eternity. I will say he didn't get numbers out of his normal guys, Kamara and Breda. Uh, we'll see. I I look forward to the day where I don't have to start all wide receivers. And uh, this was this was unfortunate, but it will be a temporary. It wasn't a four touchdown Aaron Jones game. No. Yeah. I mean. I beat Bliss by more. But anyway, here he is sitting number one in the East Division. Congratulations. Eat my ass. Moving on, <laughs> we are here with the third in the East Division, tied for second, the Sands Antonio Raiders, who defeated Stephanie. Not a lot to brag about, but what did you see here in this matchup? Uh, the first and foremost is that the scariest thing of this matchup was the fact that I had to play Daniel Jones against... New England. Right. And I came out of it with zero points. And frankly, normally you would say that sucks, just like today on Damian Williams, zero points. But I was thrilled. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. That game, he, I mean, he hung in there, but it could have gotten way, way out of hand. Finicky public would have shit on you if you had started as a blank spot. But honestly, we all knew that that I was a better bet. I considered it. In fact, my I I was at a birthday party for my niece at that night. My dad said, "Why don't you just not play someone?" I said, "I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I cannot not play someone." Granted, I looked at who was on the waiver wire, and it was not good. It was. <laughs> I mean, I could have played uh, what's his fuck face from Miami, who then got who was supposed to be the starter, and then Rosen. Rosen, you could, you yeah, yeah Rosen. he got negative six points, or so I think. I actually it could have been worse. It, it, it could have been like Chris. It could have been Mariota. Could have been he could have Mariotaed it. But I would say Daniel Jones did great by zero. I just want to say to the people who work at ESPN, fuck you for projecting eleven. Eleven is that your zero? Yeah. Because fuck you for that idea. He had yeah. zero wide receivers. He had negative one running back. Daniel Jones did not have a goddamn chance in hell at getting 11 points against the New England Patriots. Yeah. But Jimmy Garoppolo kept you in the positive with nine points. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Good job. This was never going to be my good week for quarterbacks. Not that any week is a good week for quarterbacks at my team because it's just a freaking dumpster fire. But the truth is, is that when you have the bye weeks and you're having to play the streaming quarterback it wasn't looking good this no week. it, it was, wasn't it and was i not. will admit i picked against you and you know what looking at it i had all of the right in the world to do it you got the majority of your points from the following curtis samuel terry mclaurin and joey sly right there that accrued for about 75 of your points and those could have all been zeros, which means you would have lost to Stephanie, whose leading scores were Devonta Freeman and the Panthers' defense. So, you know what? You you got away with this one. You're lucky she had to yeah. start Chris Thompson as her second running back. And with that, we'll move on to week 
seven. Week seven. Endless versus JP, which is at this point uh, kind of the game of the week. Both these guys are four and two. Both these guys are in the world instead of Los Angeles. And um, well, right now we've got Bliss kicking the living shit out of JP, uh, and. That starts off with 14 points from Tyree Kill because, yes, we are after Thursday Night Football. What do you think here, Snake? What are you seeing? Does JP have a chance of a comeback? Uh, probably not. Um, it, I, look, at his, I mean, his wide receivers are really hurting. Yeah. We don't know if Josh Gordon's going to play. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is, I mean... I guess he's the number the, one right now. Both those guys could but, die, and, and and no one would care but, except for JP. JP's in a rough spot here, and I will say he has an empty tight end position because, well, that's kind of my fault. Uh, turns out I don't have the ability to expedite a trade, like I told you. So, um, yes, this is a great time to start the conversation about trades and finicky. <laughs> the trading system is ancient. It is... Uh, it is an old system that takes too much time because uh, back then we didn't want uh, <laughs> we didn't want Scott Sweeney trading away his team for beans and nobody noticing. So I will say uh, in the next league, uh, we'll have a meeting and we will uh, discuss the trade rules. But as of now, I think JP was expecting to trade for Darren Waller, and unless you guys reformat something. Uh, he'll have to, they'll have to resubmit something, and hopefully we can get a trade in, if I can find a way for him uh, by the time on Sunday. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. Obviously, the Thursday night football game screws things up a little bit in that aspect. Come to think of it, I think that rule might be older than Thursday night football. I actually think it is. That rule is. Very much likely older than Thursday Night Football. And we've had so few trades in Finicky, yeah. no one actually thought about fixing it. And um, I'll take a little bit of ownership on that. But let's say outside of this. Right now, we've got, uh, let's say uh, a tight end is worth 10 points. Okay, JP's still down by 20. How does he come back and beat this the powerhouse Ben Bliss? Well, he's going to have to do it with the way he's been winning every week that he's won, and that's just with his running backs. I mean, David Johnson against New York Giants is not scary whatsoever. No. Mark Ingram against Seattle, I would like to say it's scary, but the truth is is that running backs have put up a lot of points against Seattle. We have the bend-and-don't-break defense, which you means know, uh, we'll give you about 100. You know, I think Marlon Mack against Houston, that, I mean... It, it's a toss-up of what will happen there because I don't really know what to think about Houston in general, uh, both offense and defense. I think that they're just kind of – sometimes they look like they can be a Super Bowl team and sometimes they look like shit. So, yeah. so who knows what will happen there. I love that both these guys are starting four running backs. I think that that's yeah. the way Finicky should be done. I think that's the ground-and-pound version of Finicky. Uh, James White versus New York I actually think is the huge yeah. uh, trigger here because – Fuck, it's James White versus the New York Jets. If New England could pass to him once, or they could give him three carries on the one-yard line, that's how fucking crazy the new the, the Patriots are. And I, I don't know, that could go either way, and that will end up probably deciding the game. 
Yeah. Uh, he did also pick up Devondre Campbell recently for linebacker. Do I agree with that? No. Nah. But uh, we'll see how that goes. All right. Moving on, we'll check out Derge versus Bottom because right now Derge's got a fuck ton of a lead. He's got Winner. 31 points or 30 points. He's got 21 from Buckner and uh, nine from Hardman. Uh, how do you see this shaking out for Bottom, who's actually contending? In the L.A. division. Well, Derge's got to have a chip on his shoulder to have a rematch with uh, the guy who beat him last week mm-hmm. because of a scheduling... Oh, yeah, that's yeah, a thing. Knows. That's right. These that's guys a, played. That's right. And uh, I did my best, but, yeah, there's a couple... Uh, you know what? Well, Blame Zach. This was Zach's fucking idea. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I do. That I don't get the luxury of playing bottom two times. In fact, I don't get the luxury of playing bottom one time. So... Uh, but hey, whatever. But you know what? I think that Derge, in this is the week he should come back <laughs> to his normal seventy-two percent probability of winning. I mean, look. Bottom still got bye week players listed in the starting lineup. Surprise, That's true. Surprise. It so is. A, this God is an fucking knows what's going to happen there. Unfair projection, really. But I mean, I mean, Kyler Murray against New York Giants, Gardner Minshew against Cincinnati, both really plus matchups. Like there really is nothing to be scared about there. Elliott versus Philly. Who who knows what's there? But he's a he's a stud. Nothing to worry about. Cook versus Detroit. Eh. Hardman nine points. See, that's the thing. That's the th- that's the area that you would think. Oh, Mikal Hardman could get one point. Yeah, he could have got zero instead. He got he nine. He could have gotten zero. So that one, if without that nine, that reception touchdown, this dude has two points. So yeah. it looks like Derrige is, is working in his favor. But uh, yeah, but eh, who knows? Will Gurley play again for bottom? Who knows? Will he know? Probably not. Probably not. Will he keep him in there regardless? Probably. Mm-hmm. Sonny Michelle, eh, who knows? What happens in that offense? God fucking knows. Matt Ryan, will he be the top quarterback of the week again? Who knows? Right. Yeah, no, there's a lot of plus matchups here. Gurley, Atlanta, Ryan, uh, Rams. I Ryan Rams isn't as pretty as it was three days ago, but I still feel like that team's going to have to figure it out. I, I think, I like, in this matchup, I guess we haven't been making our picks. <clears throat> I think that Derrigy's favored... But I like bottom on the upset because uh, quarterback play. I think his quarterbacks could put up. I get that Kyler Murray and Gardner Minshew are on negative and on matchups that are favorable to them. But I'm I'm looking at the quarterbacks to keep bottom afloat here. Who do you pick? Yeah, I mean I I see what you're saying. I mean I have a hard time picking against Derge on this because I just think his team is way more balanced. Winner. Um, you know I think bottom. He's got Keekley on by, who he doesn't have a replacement for. I don't know. I, I think that there there are some plus matchups that he has, but ultimately I think that the schedule and the, the, the matchups favor Derge in this. I do fall in love with the people who typically lose. All right. Jinx. Moving on, let's take a look at Lyle versus Zach. This is a rivalry that goes real deep. 
And right now, it looks like Lyle's got the edge because he got 12 out of Royce Freeman, which probably more than anybody expected. Surprise, surprise. And, uh, but only four out of Kelsey, which you would hope for more. Kelsey has not been producing. What do you see there? Yeah, it's surprising that Kelsey, number one tight end off of the board in the draft, is zero touchdowns. The fact that someone like Ricky Seal Jones has more touchdowns than him makes you want to throw up. It's embarrassing as shit. But he also has been pretty consistent in the yardage that he has. So it's not like it's disappointing, but it's certainly disappointing for where you drafted him. Right. Um, Royce Freeman getting 12 points. I mean, no one's going to be sad about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you can't, you can't expect that. Royce Freeman was great in college. I actually yeah. like no, seeing I him mean, do real well. I just I also look that Lyle is still starting Will Disley, which we all know is yeah. not a great idea. So this roster is going to change a shit ton. Yeah. Although there are no backup tight ends on the bench, so best of luck. Zach is not starting Christian hey, if McCaffrey. You want, if you want Waller, you know he's still <laughs> maybe he's still on the table. I don't know. I can do my best to expedite any deals. <laughs> Zach has to start Trubisky, which is um, I don't know a nightmare from hell. Because he's playing New, yeah, New yeah. Orleans. And, he picked um, him up, too. Oh, he did. Fuck. And uh, that sucks because I don't think Trubisky, he either won't play or he's just not very good. I don't know which one to hope for. Uh, either right, hope for Julie, a zero or a negative. Would you rather play Mitchell Trubisky or Joe Mixon? What do you mean? That's who he's playing both. Oh yeah, no, he's playing both. So of them. would you, if you had the pick? Oh, I would play. Guys, I would play Joe Mixon. Oh, I think Joe God. Mixon might get two. Joe Mixon has been so bad this. Well, game. it's the team is not a run first team. I, I don't. That team is so bad. That team is still finding its identity. That's the best thing I can say. Mitchell Trubisky Oof, versus that. New Orleans. They're gonna have a rough day. The fact that Zach's not starting Kenyon Drake, the record setter Kenyon Drake, is is upsetting. Uh, but I, yeah, C-Mac on the sidelines means that Zach probably loses today. Yeah. I just want to point out that Zach has Jameis Winston and we all know this, but we were discussing this earlier and the reason Ben Bliss is doing so well is because of only one thing. And this is not to take away from Ben Bliss. Ben Bliss did what was right for him. This is to take away from Zach McKee. Zach McKee is one in five. Had Zach McKee drafted Tom Brady, Zach would be, I don't know, probably three, three and three, maybe he'd be even. I think that Zach would have wins. He could probably figure it out. And I think that if Bliss had Jameis Winston as his second quarterback option, he would have been crippled this year. Does this make me a salty person? Absolutely. But does it make me wrong? No. That was one of the most defining points in this entire season. And uh, we'll just see how it shakes out. Maybe Zach can recover from his giant mistake. But right now, he's just got to watch Ben Bliss march away with what is certainly, I th- that guy's got to be in the playoffs. So moving on, we'll take a look at uh, me versus Stephanie. Speaking of one in five, Stephanie at one in five has 17 points and is projected for 105. You know what sucks about that is that uh, that's not enough points to win against anybody. Uh, I have projected for 182 and have an 81% chance of winning. So 
I guess we'll talk about one, Stephanie's gonna lose this, but two, is Stephanie could Stephanie win another matchup if she doesn't have Patrick Mahomes? Uh, I would say no. Wow. I, it's very unfortunate Patrick Mahomes went out in that game the way that he did. Screaming? Yeah. But he did walk off the field. But that's really been the beacon of hope for Stephanie's team. And boy, Joe Flacco has played a full game and didn't even hit what what Patrick Mahomes was able to do. And that just tells you everything you need to know. I mean, Patrick Mahomes played one and like a little bit of quarters and got seven points. Joe Flacco played a whole game and got six. It's a bad look for Stephanie right now. She doesn't have a lot going for her uh, as far as quarterback depth or running back depth. Her wide receivers... I can know Cooper Cup Adams. They you are, you you are, can't get mad. Those are great, but they're all hurt or yeah. Have hmm. I'd want them in issues. my playoffs if she could make the playoffs. I'd want those guys, but I and I'd want Justin Tucker, but I don't know if I'd want much else. Like, look, if you if you really were to break it down, and of course we could all do this, but Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, and Devonte Adams, if you were to take the numbers that you could legitimately get from those three players. Like, yeah. Well, last you're week... You're looking at a solid, probably the best wide-receiving core that you can have. Absolutely. However, They're boomer Adam's bust. not going to play this week. I can right. assure you that. And yeah. the truth is, is that Amari Cooper's maybe going to play, but he's going to be limited. Well, last week, uh, JP was really excited about Cooper, Amari Cooper. Still and, don't know who the fuck and, Darius Slayton is. And Cooper Cup, the other Cooper. She's got a Cooper and Cooper thing, which is pretty incredible. She didn't change her team name, but uh, it... Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Together, last week, they they had one point. And so um, it's not looking good. For Stephanie, because her best players are her wide receivers, and right now they're just not delivering. I would say Philip Lindsay might be saving her, but he got three points today. So, but Saquon Barkley's back for you too. Not that it's going to be much of a. I have Saquon difference. Barkley. That's what I was saying. You have Saquon Barkley coming back, so oh. I'm curious to see what's going to happen there. Well, did he come back too early? Did well, he, you know, why why rush back? Right? Like, I mean, yeah. Well, Stephanie does have a lot on the bye. Maybe Baker Mayfield can uh, resurrect her. Let's look to our final Week 7 matchup, which is, this is a good one, Tez versus you. Now, do you see this one shaking out? Because right now, Chris Antez is at 56% win probability, and he's 5-1. and one. Well, you can thank Damian fucking stupid-ass Williams for the probability there because that dumbass has been the bane of my existence this entire season zero points this week thank you fuck face <laughs> Cortland Sutton's been great this whole year for, for Tez and eight points is eh. great though he's it's the okay. number one wide receiver in that offense yeah. and uh, eight eight's yeah. It's good there, I guess. But, if you gave him well, a real quarterback, you, I think Cortland Sutton would be something. Yeah, you know, if you break it down, you, you look at it as Adam Thielen, Michael Thomas, two guys who which I had last year and I won. Winner! Just to remind you all. Um, 
you know, because it's not going to happen again, so I might as well just, like, plug that here. But oh, I have... you're 4-2. You're don't be completely doomsday at this point. What, have you seen my dumpster fire of a team? I don't know how I'm hanging in there. It's probably, I don't, whatever. But... It's not a quarterback group you'd show your kids. Well, no, it's it's just what horror films are all about. Josh Allen and Daniel Jones makes me want to cry. You are but... starting Miles Sanders and Tevin Coleman. Well, it wouldn't be Miles Sanders if the trade went through, but... <laughs> Kevin Coleman, I'll take. But look at the matchups. That's what I'm playing off of, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm thankful that I at least have plus matchups, and why I possibly could win this particular one. Josh Allen against Miami, Daniel Jones against Arizona, Tevin Coleman against Washington. I mean, look, they've underperformed over this year for the most part, but I feel like. Those are the games that they should win, right? Like, now, Russell against Baltimore, I, I really do think Russell should play really well against Baltimore. I, I mean, for for Tez, that is. And, and the truth is, is that, you know, I, I hope he does. This is always one of those weird situations where you always want your own hometown person to, to perform very well, but ultimately... Not so well because of your fantasy. Right. I find this to be one of the most exciting matchups, and I'll tell you for a couple of reasons. One, the idea of Josh Allen being able to throw the ball a mile against Miami is exciting because that could get some real points. But the real reason is because you have Daniel Jones, and he has Golden Tate and Evan Ingram, which means if you are to score points, he is to score points. But in order for him to score points, you have to score points first. I find that to be, unless they do a lot of, like, I don't know, sweep plays with Golden Tate and Evan Ingram. I find that to be very interesting. Another thing I find to be very interesting is the defenses. You've got the Patriots against New Jer- the New York Jets. That's going to be a lot of points. And you're like, well, who could ever top the Patriots versus the New York Jets? Well, this isn't the New York Jets of Week 2, Week 3, Week 4. This is the New York Jets that has their quarterback. And now we're talking the 49ers defense, which is pretty stout, against Washington. Washington is an actual dumpster fire that everyone is not so enjoy excited to watch on television. But the hard part about that is that you also own Terry McLaurin. So in order to get points for your Washington, Washington wide receiver, you'll actually have to have to take away points from your 49ers defense. And then all of this is... Crazy because let's say the Jets do rebound and actually beat the Patriots. Will you have the Patriots coach? There's a lot of drama here. A lot of take from here. A lot of pull from there. The only thing that doesn't seem to be connected to anything is the fact that motherfucking Ryan Tannehill is starting for Chris Antez. And uh, this is another one of those scenarios where he can just hope for a zero. I love that he's not starting Marcus Mariota. Because, yeah, I think Tannehill's going to get the start, but who knows? Maybe Mariota gets the finish. Either way, he's just waiting for Drew Brees to come back. And the minute Drew Brees does come back, the L.A. side is in trouble. Because Antez is 5-1 and one without Drew Brees. Think about that. I think Antez is... Antez and Bliss right now are the two non-previous champions marching onto a championship. And that is our week six and week seven recap, which just leaves us with the one thing, which is 
Uh, hot takes. What do you got? Hot takes. Uh, well. Fuck. I gave you so much time to think about I know, about but this. I had all the, the kids were bugging me and shit. Um, I'll start hot takes. You, and t- you start it, and I'll, I, I have some. I just have to remember them. Hot takes! <laughs> We're going to start in the realm of college football. If I had to put my money down right now, and I wish I could, on a national champion, I would pick Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma is interesting. I think they have NFL draft picks on the defense. I think they have NFL draft picks on the offense. I pick Oklahoma to win the national, national football championship because the Cougs fucked themselves out of that. Also, I hope you enjoyed watching Joe Flacco this week. That's the last time we're going to see him. I think Drew Drew Locke is back next week. Alright. Thank you. I, I, actually, I really actually like that one. I think it's the only chance. He that, looked awful. Joe Flacco is the worst player on the Broncos right now. That is fair to say. Yeah, no, I mean... The thing I think is, they have a football team. I think Joe Flacco's trash. Yeah, I, I think when they when they traded for him, they thought, oh, we, we, we're not having to play the goddamn Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon game anymore. We're, we're, we're set. Fine. We have Flacco. Oh, dude's over the hill. Dude. He's awful. And I feel like everyone's felt like uh, he was the plan the whole time. But no, I feel like he was more the Luke Falk. And Drew Locke will be the Sam Darnold. I don't know if it'll be that quick of a turnaround, but I do think that the uh, the Broncos of tomorrow will be better than the Broncos of today. Oh, uh, hot takes. All right, so here's a hot take I've been mulling over for a little bit, but I really do think, actually, despite the fact that the money that was given to um, to Nick Foles, I do think that. With what they have in Jacksonville with Gardner Minshew, I actually think that they're going to roll with. I think Nick Nick Foles is going to be out for longer than what's expected. While I don't know if Jacksonville is going to be a uh, a playoff team, I think that they're they're seeing the element of the the image that he is and they they're, they're seeing that the the marketing aspect of having a quarterback like Minshew actually can sell a lot more tickets and is a little bit more profitable than having maybe the multi-million dollar quarterback that they signed in free agency. I hear you on that one. And uh, if I owned the Jaguars, I'd be trying to move. Well, you can't move Foles' contract. No. But in a perfect world, you'd be able to move it for another inflated contract like, uh, I don't know, send Foles for Josh Norman. Two losing teams to, uh, exchanging two losing stocks that could actually help both of their fortunes. Yeah, so who knows? Who who knows what we'll see there? I, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm thrilled with with Minshew's success and and what he's been able to to do there. But I actually think that there's a little bit more to it than just being the backup. I think that they the the, the that fan base sucks ass. So I think that they are looking for something that they can get behind. I think Gardner Minshew has made something real serious in the Jaguars world, and uh, yeah, Nick Foles is not coming back anytime soon. I agree with you. I think that's a great take. And I think this has been the Podcast. We're drunk in my basement, and that's going to be it for today. Uh, any any final suckets for the world? 
Oh, you know, I just... I was shit on early on in this podcast. I'm thrilled to actually finally have a chance to be here. My team, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I still feel like it's just a smoldering ash in a dumpster, but the truth is, is that I'm hanging in there. I, you know, four and two is, is better than I ever expected when you have as bad of luck as I had early on in the season, but you know what? Hey, that's what makes this fun. Yeah, fuck you haters for coming for snake. Yeah, oh. you know, I guess actually the best part is is that the the the, the, the biggest shit on was with, with, with Zach and Zach's team even worse than mine. So oh, they, suck it, Zach! You're a piece of shit. And actually, Loser. looking at this team this week makes me actually want to cry because it's really bad. It's so bad. You suck. Yeah, it's it's when you don't have Chris McCaffrey in that lineup, it makes you just be like just shake your head and be like, nice. Oh! This is so fucking sad. Fuck that! All Chase right. Chase Edmonds is in your starting lineup. Ah, <laughs> the ultimate burn! Oh! Fuck that! All right. Thank you for listening to the Finicky Podcast. Uh, tune in next week as Zach comes on to talk about all the shit we just shat on his face. Uh, finicky on, finicky great, and good night. <laughs>